Discussing climate change, sustainable development, and the 2020s vision. If you don't know what that is, just stay tuned and I'll let you know. So, Book of Manta is a podcast where we discuss all the complexities of Nigerian life from politics and economics, mental health, sustainability, and culture. Please stay tuned and listen as we discuss topics that are pressing in the climate of today. I'm sure everyone already knows this, but the Amazon, so basically the Amazon rainforest, was burning a couple of weeks ago I think it's it's done right now but it had been burning for like three weeks and no one knew about it as the people started talking about it on social media if you don't know why it was so pressing that the Amazon was burning and no one was doing anything about it it was because the rainforest is the highest biodiversity we have on earth that is literally our life force so think of if you're thinking of the earth as a body a human body the rainforest is our lungs and if your lungs are on fire then you cannot breathe and then you die basically so i know there's a lot about climate change people are talking about how the earth is dying and all that and we need to do this and we need to act quickly and we need to be and everybody's being very frantic but let's just like get into like what climate change actually is what people are actually talking about because i feel like a lot of the issues with people who say climate change is not a real thing or it's not a real issue is because they don't technically really understand or the people who are giving them information are not giving them information in a way that is more receptive to the way they would understand it right so if you don't already know my degree is in environmental studies and psychology so i've learned a lot about like basically climate change and learning about people and how to be able to relay the information of climate change to people to a more to be more receptive to like issues of the environment yeah so in just some background in 2015 a bunch of the un put together like a summit basically and a bunch of countries came together and signed on a deal to reduce carbon carbon emissions so co2 carbon dioxide to reduce it so that we don't hit to limit our extents to 1.5 degrees it, it could get very technical but like i'll try to keep it as like like lame terms as possible all these countries signed on to reduce climate emissions by 2050 and the whole point of this is to say that if by 2050 we're able to limit our temperature increase to only 1.5 degrees then we can ensure safety if we maintain that level of reduced carbon emissions at least right so this means that if we do not and we exceed um 1.5 the actual limit the boundary is two degrees so if we exceed 1.5 and get up to two degrees in like a change in temperature overall earth temperature we would we basically have never human beings have never survived in that climate before we have never had a time of that climate and so there's a lot of uncertainty as to what that time would look like for us so when people are saying that the earth is dying 
what they really mean to say is the earth as we know it to be hospitable and safe for human beings to live in and for animals to live in and for everything that we know and for us to thrive that will die if we don't get a hold of what what, like if we're able to like round up ourselves to fix climate change or fix the environment what they're basically saying is the home that we have created and built the earth as we know it will cease to exist the earth is only doing what the earth does you put things back into it it brings things out it's simple input and output it's an energy it's an energy system <laughs> so technically the earth as it, on its own is not dying the earth is just adjusting itself to m- match the changes that we have created and when people are saying that human beings are the cause of these issues it's because that no one else is having such a great effect on the earth apart from us so animals don't actually like have a lot of effect on the overall climate and because of globalization and industrialization and the vast ways that we have tapped into the earth's resources we are creating drastic changes that the earth is just trying to keep up with so the earth is basically adjusting to keep up with us and in keeping up with us it's possible that it will adjust to a point where it is no longer safe for us to be alive on earth and we will basically go extinct basically that's the like basic gist of what everyone is afraid of right so when all the scientists are coming together and telling you to like fix and telling like our government and our politicians and everyone who is in charge to do something drastic to them it could be to the politicians they're thinking like oh it's probably a hundred 150 years ahead so they don't have to worry about it now because it's not a pressing issue but to the scientists it's like tomorrow so that's how intense it is because we are in such a unique position this generation like this time these couple next couple of years such a unique position that we have basically so much power in determining what the future looks like and if we don't get a hold of climate change right now we miss this opportunity that we have right now because right now we are in a place that is not good but it's recoverable from <laughs> if we let things go too far and we don't actively get things under control everything could go downhill and basically we don't know how things are going to go so better to be safe and know where we are than to let things go and then we start to look for like solutions to problems that we don't need to create in the first place that's the basic gist right so what is climate change (laughs) climate change is the change of a usual weather of a place so you know how weather is a change in temperature day to day like hour to hour or minute to minute so if it's really hot one day it could rain because there's a lot of evaporation happening, basically the water cycle, right? That is weather. Climate is the water cycle, so like the weather changes over a long period of time for a particular place. So a climate is saying that like in Canada, it usually snows in the winter. That is in like the later to early end of the year, right? That is Canada's climate. It snows, it gets below zero in December, January, November, February. If Canada all of a sudden started having summer in January and snow in July, then you would say that Canada's climate had changed because now the usual weather of Canada is different, right? So what people are saying with climate change being an issue 
and I'm saying 0 degrees and 1.5 degrees doesn't seem like a lot on day to day but if overall the climate of the earth increased by 20 by 2 degrees that means the ice caps will melt it means water levels will rise it means any place that is close to a dock any coastal area so think the entire caribbean think lagos think Patakas, any place on the edge of an ocean could be obliterated because of flooding um plants and animals will no longer have hospitable environments because even though human beings are fine with like typical changes in weather and we tend to survive because we have created a system that works for us think of like an increase in temperature for like fishes is a big deal their climate usually stays the same it doesn't change that much so when you have water that's usually 20 degrees be 22 degrees that is a big deal for the aquatic environment and we don't know how they're going to survive and they start migrating and like farming seasons change because plants are either having too short of a growing time or too long of a growing time and like new weeds are popping up because the climate is changing and the earth is changing and because we haven't existed in a time like this before we need to control it so that as we are making changes and becoming more developed and more advanced and all those things we don't do more than we can do right it, it has been our history as human beings to kind of go quick 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 want to maximize 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 and then realize oh no we caused the problem now let's start going back going back going back it happened with cfc's it happened with um fertilizers it happened with healthcare. it happened with so many things that were like oops no 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 let's come back now what all the environmental scientists are talking about is how about let's not go too quick in the first place let's not create problems that we now have to fix let's spend the money and the time that we do have right now to fix the issues that we have not yet fixed from the past that's the basic gist of climate change right so people are saying that the solution to climate change is a sustainable development right to basically gear our economies on our countries towards being more sustainable sustainability in this tense in this sense means our sustainable development means meeting the needs of the present without compromising the ability of future generations to meet their own needs and i think that's where a lot of people are getting hung up so like when i was saying for the politicians it seems like such a far issue that they will not be affected by and so we don't they don't care about it the issue is I may not be affected by climate change right now. Like, my parents may not be. And my grandparents have lived their life without having to worry about it for the most part. And depending on how much longer they live, they could die in 10 years and would never have to deal with any issues. Would never really have to worry, right? Our parents would be alive for a while and they could technically never really worry. Because by the time my parents' generation is kind of over, that's when the issue is because the timeline is 2050 we're in 2019 that's 31 years from now it's not that far our parents by the time our parents are like older like a lot older climate change will be really becoming like doomed (laughs) and they will be going up and we would be in like i'll be like 50 what (laughs) so i'm just saying that would be like our once we are like adults and our children that's why 
our generation is really pressed about this because we will feel the issues. We will feel the effects. And it feels very frustrating when you're letting people know about these things and they're not taking it seriously because it, it will not affect them. And I feel that's a lot of the problems that we have is that even though we have all these things and have all this information, we're not taking seriously. Young people in Nigeria are not taking seriously at all. Everybody keeps looking at you like you don't know what you're talking about, you have nothing to say, and you have nothing to contribute. When in fact, we have been brought up in the system, and so in, in a sense, we know more about the society right now than other people, because we are living in it. Our parents didn't grow up with this much technology, our grandparents definitely didn't grow up with this technology. We have grown up in a time where our world is consumed by technological advancements and things are happening every single day and we have seen how these things are progressing and we have knowledge like about these things it's not about like going regressing back to a time where we didn't have technology that's not a solution because that doesn't make sense why would we go back to a time where we didn't have things that make our lives fine now what we need to do right now is to think of a way to Accommodate what we have and limit how much we take from the earth in the future. Because globalization, in, in a sense, is not bad. It's just the greed of human beings has made globalization a bad thing. Right? In a sense, being more advanced and being more developed and being more educated and all those things and giving people access to all those things is a good thing in theory. But what happened is that we used our globalization and our more education and our more knowledge to exploit people who didn't have more. And we use that to take advantage of people and to be greedy and to take as much as we needed for ourselves when we weren't thinking about our brothers and sisters when we were stealing or when we were taking from the earth, right? So that's basically the gist of it. So what happened in 2015 was the UN called all these countries together and they basically signed a deal. It's not compulsory. It's not, there's no fines, there's no fees, there's nothing. It's just a document signed in good faith that whoever the leaders of these countries are will work to make the world better collectively, right? And they came up with 17 goals. And I'm going to list out all the goals right now. And then we'll see what where we are. So the first goal is no poverty, no hunger, good health, quality education, gender equality, clean water and sanitization, renewable energy, good jobs and economic growth, industry, innovation and infrastructure, reduced inequalities, sustainable cities and communities, responsible consumption, climate action, life below water, life on land, and peace and justice and a partnership for the goals within countries. Those 17 goals are basically called the Sustainable Development Goals, and we're supposed to work using those goals as a guideline to see what our end goal is. The whole point of this is that by 2050, right, the world should achieve as many of these things as we can just to help give us a better leg in life. Like, help us survive <laughs> that's basically what the goals are for and so countries are making a lot of advantages but i really don't know where nigeria is on their goals like i know people are doing stuff more locally more community based but i'm not actually seeing like political pushing like backing for climate change 
research and for like action in our communities. I haven't seen anything so far. I don't know what our president is doing, but he's not talking about climate change. I don't hear politicians talking about climate change. I hear community leaders and I hear youth and I hear parents and teachers and like people on the ground talking about climate change and being sustainable, but I'm not hearing it from any of our leaders. And I think that's a real issue. I think maybe because they don't understand what sustainable development would look like for Nigeria. So if you don't know what Nigeria's economy is like, it's basically almost all petroleum, so oil, and then some agriculture and then some like other foreign exchange things. So Nigeria is heavily dependent on crude oil. It's not our fault that we're heavily dependent on crude oil. We were colonized by countries who needed crude oil, right? And so the British and all the people, oh my God, who <laughs> colonized us, and I don't even want to get into that, but they basically make crude oil seem like the only way to economic wealth and sovereignty. So we have taken that advantage, and as one of the, a lot of countries have oil, but as one of the very, de- what's the word I'm looking for? Blessed? <laughs> We have a lot of oil, basically, and we're trying to take advantage of as much oil as we can so that we can export and basically have money for our country. But our dependence of on oil has made us regress in our dependence on other forms of economic wealth as well, which is an issue. A sustainable country, a country that is focused on sustainable development and has it as a goal, would work to diversify their income. And what I mean by diversifying your income is basically knowing that you have money coming in from so many different areas so that if one thing fails, you don't go into a recession. <laughs> and what happened a couple years ago in Nigeria was that oil dropped. And then we are still in a recession that we're basically still trying to crawl out of. Right? That's what happened when your commu- your country is solely dependent on one source of income. Right? The bulk of our GDP comes from petroleum, and that is not, that's not the best way forward, let's just say. Right? In order for Nigeria to be successful at sustainable development, we need to branch out. We need to invest more in agriculture. We need to focus on energy resources that are helping us, that we are able to produce for ourselves. We're one of the richest countries in Africa in terms of crude oil. And 70% of Nigeria doesn't have steady electricity. I don't know anyone in Nigeria who has steady electricity. We're in Africa. Why are no African countries capitalizing on solar power? That's how you know that, like, energy and, like, they're not caring for the people, basically, right? Because when you care for someone, you use for them. You use, like, you look at where they're good at. What are their strengths? And you use those strengths to uplift them. If our leaders were concerned about what was making us better, they would think about what we're good at. We have the sun all day just burning us. <laughs> Why not convert that solar energy into ways that the government that we can get power? And they have made solar so expensive that like people can't even afford the people who are interested in are like thinking about solar can't afford solar energy. And yet we pay NEPA bills for no NEPA. We have generators, which is causing more pollution because we need electricity. The fact that I've been in Canada for how long? Five years-ish? I've never seen a generator in my life <laughs> in Canada. Like, my whole time here, 
people don't even know what generators look like. Right? Everybody in Nigeria has a generator. You have a one-bedroom flat, you have a generator. You have a generator for your fridge in the back. You have a generator for your house. Why are we using industrial-sized generators for our homes when we produce crude oil and we have it in abundance? Right? So clearly crude oil isn't working for us because we're not reaping the benefits of this thing. So how about we switch to ways that people and everyone doesn't have to depend on crude oil for electricity. So I think we should, I don't think we can cut crude oil altogether right away, right now at least. It's not good for the environment. People are dying from all the CO2 emissions and I don't even want to get into what the like problems with that are, but CO2 is killing us. And in order to reduce our CO2 emissions, these are some simple things that we can do. And I don't think it will take a lot of planning to actually implement these things in the community. Hi guys, so it was getting a little long. I got excited when I talk about the environment. But, so I decided to cut it short. So you guys just listen to the first part. The next episode will be the second part of this topic as well. I'm gonna put two of them up at the same time so you don't need to worry. Okay, see you on the next one. Bye.